Desk brings you exciting and practical tips for improving your virtual teaching and virtual learning experience. Hello, I am thrilled to be talking with Dr. Jackie Hood Martin, who is an alumni from NCU. She earned her master's at NCU and went on to achieve her doctorate. Dr. Hood is here to share a little bit with us about her work and experiences and her organization, J. Hood and Associates. Welcome, Dr. Hood Martin. Hello. How are you, Amy Lynn? Good to talk to you today. I'm doing fine. Can you share a little bit more about yourself with our audience? Of course. Um, As you already stated, I graduated from NCU and I got my master's in education in higher education technology. And I've thoroughly enjoyed having earned that degree, being able to put it to use in my company, J. Hood and Associates, which is a professional development nonprofit. And what we do is provide training and development for individuals who otherwise would not have access to leadership training and development, soft skills training, and then also some programming that we do with youth in the area of career engagement. I know you have your hand in a lot of different areas. And I mean, that that is the beginning. What are some other things that you do? For example, can you tell us a little about your books? Oh, of course. So my first book, which I'm so thrilled about, was called and still is titled Fulfill the Art and Joy of Balanced Living. And it really does look at how do we find the time and space in our lives to discover what fulfillment looks like. The accompaniment to that book is similar title, Wedded Bliss, a 52-week devotional, which is for engaged couples or married couples who are in that space of discovering how to remove external factors from their relationship so they can just spend quality time with each other. And then the children's book series, which is Hannah's Heart, which I love, such a cute little girl. And she's really talking to young kids about kindness and learning to follow her dreams and instructions and, you know, what are rules and how to they relate to young people's lives. And then finally, we've just added a little boy to that book series entitled The Adventures of Sebastian. So little boys are totally different from girls. And so learning just how they work and think and just enjoy life when they're at play has really been fun and exciting. That sounds really interesting. And and about your business, I know um, you do some of this work online. Would you like to share a little bit more about that? Absolutely. The online components, especially, you know, when we moved into this pandemic, gave us an opportunity to reach far and beyond where we would just in the local community. And so coaching is one of the things that happens online in that perspective, providing individuals with the space to connect with me as a coach or some of the other coaches on our platform to not just learn about life and how to live it, but how to deal with the unexpected things in life. Some other things that we do online, we've offered cooking classes. Um, During the pandemic, it was really exciting to connect with some of the school districts and have some of the chefs on our platforms, you know, provide students with little kits to be able to cook and how to have safe engagement at home in the kitchen, and then also teaching them how to go to the grocery store. So having online platforms for coaching, how to work with our children in our incubators, but then also providing other levels of training and development through our coaching certification program gave us an opportunity to really expand um, who we are just in our local area here in Virginia, but also providing you know, across the globe, people opportunity to train, to learn, and to get acclimated to what it would mean to be at home and then having to learn to work. 
as I said earlier, you know, getting that degree from North Central really helped in the sense of knowing how to create hybrid content because the content that we use was written for face-to-face. And so having that opportunity to turn that content into hybrid, teaching people how to use Zoom and Google Meet and other platforms related to connectivity really did bridge the gap in people's stages of isolation. Yeah. Did you make those changes as a result of COVID or were you already heading in that direction? We were doing some things in that direction related to our incubator training, which for entrepreneurs who are looking to keep their day job and needed an opportunity to be online to learn, we could connect with them via the platforms digitally. But when it came to content development and creation, we literally had to take some of our content and say, how do we make this engaging for online? You know, learning how to use breakout rooms and, you know, create spaces for those opportunities, figuring out how to do games online, you know, so that it was interactive. Whereas if we were face-to-face, we would go to a physical other room or go outdoors and do, you know, team building exercises. So learning and putting the skills that I learned into practice digitally definitely came into play. That, yeah, that sounds great. Can you give an example of a game that you've done online? Like, how do you do that? Oh, let's see. So one of the games that I actually like, and I know kids understand how to play Kahoot, which is very interesting, but discovering how to do Family Feud and Wheel of Fortune online was one that was very interesting because it gave us an opportunity to have people divide into teams according to profession and see how differently they worked. And then even with our DISC participants, those people who've taken their DISC assessment, it gave us an opportunity to put the Ds, the Is, the S, and the Cs together. And we would give them scenarios and say, hmm, so in a family feud situation, all the Ds would go against all the Cs. (laughs) And we would give them a situation to where how would employee A handle having to go and talk to a D? And how and their answers would be completely different. So we had to, you know, really make it engaging in that sense. But it helped them learn from each other how to approach the different personality and leadership styles in order to have better resolutions in the office when people worked on project teams. And that couldn't be even more important than it is now with so many people moving and transitioning to hybrid and virtual Um, school and virtual work. I'm familiar with the DISC, but our audience might not be. Can you talk a little bit more about what DISC is and how that could be a useful tool um, for anyone who's trying to work or learn online um, or, you know, do any kind of learning? Why, Why might they want to, you know, use the DISC? Oh, absolutely. DISC is a personality and leadership online performance assessment that gives individuals an opportunity to discover how they relate not only to themselves, but others in a team segment. So D is for dominant, I is for influence, C is for conscientious, and S is for steady. And this literally looks at how a person approaches the work that they do according to their personality. So a person who is a D who's very dominant, it's typically what we would call an A personality. So anyone who has done a Myers-Briggs or has done 16 personalities or done any of the color spectrum related personality profiles, it allows you to see that if you're a dominant personality, you literally like just bullet points. You don't want to get into the weeds and have all of the details. Whereas a person who is an S or a C, which is a steady or a conscientious 
this person who may be your accountant, your secretary. That's the individual who needs to have all of the details. They function quite well when they know how the pieces fit together. And then the person who is an I, who is an innovator or an influencer, that's the person who is typically going from person to person, who can really be a chameleon, if you will, in the office and relate to all the types of personalities. And so having a clear understanding of who you are as a person, how you lead, the people that you work best with will give you a better gauge of how to pair people when it comes to deadlines, timelines, and being successful in projects. And even in families, we found that individuals who know their personality profile and type have a tendency to communicate better with other family members, like go ask your mom or you need to let your little brother handle that. And so there's a reason why those dynamics work in families just the way they work in teams is because they've established ways of communication that help the flow work well. That makes perfect sense to me. Let's try to, can we apply that even more to online learning? Because as you're talking about it, I'm thinking about how can I, you know, as a either online higher ed student or online higher ed educator, how might knowing that about myself help me to access learning or to be um, the best professor that I can be? Wow, such a loaded question, but it does lend itself (laughs) to the ease, if you will, of being able to navigate platforms. So let's start with that. If you know your personality type and you're quick or an early adopter to just get into technology, you'll have no trouble getting online, understanding what it means to go to a thread, which oftentimes has to be explained and you have to post your, you know, comments from other students in those platforms and areas. And so you can just go to it because you're consistently on your phone. You're familiar with what that looks like. But in an online learning situation, a person who is not familiar with the use of technology will have some difficulty. So they need a manual or they may need a visual. We talk about VAC, you know, in the online area, which is visual, auditory and kinesthetic. So as a professor, one of the things that's important is making certain that your students have a visual concept of what may be just written down. Whereas many people can follow written word, sometimes it's good to have a practice exercise or demonstration that someone can see because it will allow all of their senses to engage better in the learning. I can really say that as a learner, when podcasts first came online and Apple started with iTunes and people were mobile, I believe I was probably a dean at that time within the city colleges and we converted one of our dental hygiene programs or classes into a platform that allowed learners to be able to not only see what they were doing, but also be able to take their instruments and do demonstrations online. So making certain that students are engaged using all of their senses, both from a professorial capacity when you're developing learning opportunities, but then also making certain that students have the tools and the resources to use that technology to the best of their ability, because it will definitely go a long way in not only just learning the content, but retaining that for future use. That makes perfect sense. And I it just it's fascinating to me because it really aligns with social emotional development and social emotional learning and how um how knowing some of these aspects of our personality can help us to interact with people more effectively and um you know where my mind was going is how much of a challenge sometimes interacting online or through email and writing is can can be 
Oh, for certain. I believe that coming out of this pandemic or working through this pandemic, it's taught us a couple of things about how to be with self and then the value of taking on new skill sets while we were isolated, but not having technology background or not having access to people can make it further troublesome for individuals. So being able to Know that if you're an I, going back to DISC for a second, and you really need to be around people, you thrive in an environment where you see folks every day and you had water cooler conversation and you could just go to the Starbucks and you know hang out in the lobby and meet your neighbors, that was missing from the equation. And so teaching people how to use technology from a social construct really became an opportunity for learning in the digital sense, but it also moved people out of their comfort zone and saying, I don't really have to get out of the house as much. Maybe I was really doing the most and too much in my social engagement because it's what I thrived on. And so it brought us to a sense of balance, if you will, saying I can be at home by myself. I can be online when I want to connect to people, or I can take a walk and wave at a neighbor across the street if that's what it warrants. So it gave us ability not to be too one-sided or heavy on one side of another in our approach to engagement. You do so much to help other people. Uh, it's really you know, been inspiring um, to talk with you in the different moments that we've had the opportunity to speak. And I'm, I'm wondering, you know, can you identify like what is it that you love most about the work that you do? Hmm. I think what I love the most about the work that I do is being able to watch people come into their own. <laughs> and for me, I get a joy and a delight um, in working with individuals, um, not when they're struggling, even though I do that a lot as well, but watching people have an aha moment or saying, you know, I really am trying to work through how to move my life forward. And we launch from where that person is. And I'll say something along the lines of, so where do you see yourself? And then what's getting in the way of you seeing yourself there? And then it allows them to tangibly identify one or two things that are physically keeping them from getting there. And that's where the work begins. And so the idea that someone can acknowledge that there's a need they have in their lives having an awareness that it's something that's doable as far as accomplishing, and then allowing me or anyone to come alongside them to help them in that process. That's where my joy comes from. Mm. And you mentioned some of the different programs and ways that you're doing exactly that. Do, are there other courses or types of coaching that you want to mention? In the space of balanced living, that's where I literally tend to hang my hat is making certain that people find fulfillment in the little things that happen in lives. And even though we have troublesome times, it's very beneficial to discover a skill set. So some other trainings that are done is personal leadership. How do you take ownership of yourself? Um, the power in your voice or owning your voice. Now that people are discovering who they are and they've wrestled with who they used to be prior to this pandemic and considering going back to work and dealing with coworkers who they may not have had a, the greatest of relationship with when they left the office. You know, this gives them an opportunity in these downtimes to say, am I needing to become a better person or am I needing to just learn how to meet this individual where they are? So balanced living, leadership, soft skills, communication, you know, those are my areas of strength, even helping companies 
help employees. You know, we always have people on our staff or on our team who could be better. And so because we have issues in life, we have a tendency to bring those things to work. So learning how to help employees keep work at work and home at home has, you know, over this pandemic has been one of the really great ways that we've helped a lot of people to just say, I am going to put a clear demarcation line and not bring office home and not bring home to office. And so all of those areas where we can allow people to see themselves in a greater light is the work that we do. Mm. Yeah, it's so, such meaningful work. And you're about to, if you don't mind me bringing it up, embark on a whole new adventure um, on TV. Do you want to talk about that? Uh, sure, why not? Because by the time people hear this, we hopefully will be on air an episode or two. But we've been working to turn my book, Fulfill the Art and Joy of Balanced Living, into a television resource, you know, for the masses where we can talk about what does balance look like? Why is balance important? Is balance even attainable and sustainable, you know, in the climate in which we live? And so in the new year, we will launch a show with the current working title, um, A Balanced Life. And we will talk to experts in the area of mental health and psychology. We'll talk to parents who are raising singles and multiples as relates to children, Um, just discussing why and how fitness is important and how do we remove clutter from our thinking and from our physical spaces. So I'm really thrilled and excited to not only bring this book to life, but to introduce an art, if you will, and a science to how we approach living day to day. Mm, That sounds great. And as someone who's advocated for balanced living in my own work, I am super excited. How, where will that air? How, how would I be able to watch you? So right now the platform is available through um, our television network called Black Star Network. And it's, on everything. Your television is a streaming platform. So it's on your television, on your phone, on your iPad. So yeah, at Black Star Network or blackstarnetwork.com, people will be able to download it. My husband is in media. Um, Many will probably know his face from CNN and MSNBC and whole bunch of other places, but we've taken on the challenge with him being um, a journalist for such a very long time to launch a network where we can curate content that meets people where they are. So from financial shows to legal shows, social justice, cooking shows, this balanced living show, um, it'll just give us an opportunity to speak to everyone wherever they are in life um, to grow and nurture themselves. That sounds great. Really exciting. And I'm very excited about your upcoming webinar for VESC in February. And probably by the time this posts, there'll be a blog by you as well. And um, so lots to lots coming for, for you and all of the ways that you are helping others and reaching out. Just really appreciate you. And it's been such a pleasure and honor to meet you and know you. Thank you so much. It's been a joy to talk with you and engage over the last month or so and just hearing your vision, you know, as well for your podcast and how it's helping all of our students and neighbors um, to grow into the person they were meant to become. It's wonderful. You know, before we close the podcast, we always like to ask, um, circle back to virtual teaching and learning and ask you uh, to fill in the blank. 
I used to think virtual teaching and learning was. Now I think virtual teaching and learning is. I used to think virtual teaching and learning would be difficult to grasp. But now that I've taken the opportunity to put my foot into that pond, I honestly believe and think that virtual learning is the best thing ever from a technology standpoint, from an engagement standpoint, and considering the times in which we live in, who knew we would come into this pandemic? It has really bridged the gap for the masses to stay in touch. And so learning virtually gives us an opportunity to get online and discover content that we may not have been at our fingertips or at our disposal had we not taken the opportunity to launch you know, into this work that we're doing virtually. Thank you. And thank you for your kind words. Thank you for your time um, and for all that you give to the community. And um, it's just really, really a pleasure to have this chance to talk with you. And if there's, is there anything else you'd like to say before we close? Um, nothing I'd like to say. Thank you for the opportunity is probably how I would close. And I'm excited for the listeners who will have an opportunity to hear this podcast and grow in their areas of life that are so meaningful to them. And hopefully something that was said here today will allow them to explore just a little bit deeper into virtual learning and all that it has to offer. Thank you. Absolutely. And we'll have in the um, description for this podcast, ways to reach Dr. Jackie Hood Martin um, and find out more about the work that she's doing and reach out to her if you are hearing some services that you might want to engage in. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on VESC. This is Dr. Amy Lynn. Remember, learning is right at your fingertips.